Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs beat writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio, the home or the TV home of your San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. What are we doing today? Well, first of all, full disclosure, this episode is recorded before last night's Knicks game. So hopefully you're celebrating a Spurs win and hopefully not a beginning of a Spurs losing streak. But maybe we'll tackle that topic uh, on the next episode of Lockdown Spurs. But today is a fan episode. It's been a while since we had a fan episode. Might as well uh, churn one out and get uh, in touch with the fan base. He is back once again to rep all Spurs fans, Danny Sanders. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at DannySanders80. Danny, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. It's been a minute, but the good news is at least we'll have something to talk about, though. It has been a minute. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, just, uh, <laughs> your faith, Thanksgiving, your, wherever, yeah. wherever your faith might lead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been since a little bit, I think, before or after Thanksgiving, so uh, much mm-hmm. has happened since then, but good to be back on, as always. Yeah, and uh, by the way, um, we're having a topic among the guys um, before we started this episode of Lockdown Spurs. I want to get your thoughts on this. Who would you? Who was in your top three, in no particular order, uh, live comedians like stand-up comedians not movie comedians like eugene wilders but like you will you go pay to see them in concert slash doing their thing this is a good one because i've actually seen um a fair bit of comedians i mean i think uh i think that what i mean on average like i don't know i mean i've gone to the lol comedy club i've gone to the yeah. t center comedians you know, uh, I got into Majestic. I saw Seinfeld there. Uh, so I'm nice. very uh, comedy-driven. I, I like watching comedies. I like watching them on Netflix and HBO. But you're you're saying live, right? Like, who would I actually yeah. go pay? pay yeah, I, go I, I had Louis Anderson. Uh-huh, I had uh-huh. Jim Gaffigan. And then okay. I had Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Those are three that I would pay to go see. Really, really showing your age with those three. Okay. So those are... <laughs> <laughs> well, remember Louis Anderson yeah, uh, was in uh, Coming to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, wasn't he? As yeah. uh, a McDowell's employee. A McDowell's employee, yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, Eddie Murphy was brilliant. I mean, I, sure. I think, yeah, looking at looking at everyone, like, all across the board, both dead and alive, uh, you have to go with Eddie Murphy. You have to go oh, with sure. George Carlin, right? I mean, I think he's oh, definitely yeah. Uh, yeah, one, of the, one of the top comedians, hierarchy. And, you know, I, I think um, if I'm, again, I mean, just kind of going through everyone um, through my the top of my head real quick. Uh, I like uh, Louis C.K. I know he's kind okay. of controversial. I know nope. that he's uh, kind of been in the news uh, mm-hmm. last year or two, but he's hilarious. He's funny. He can kind of be a little, I mean, dark comedy-ish and maybe kind mm-hmm. of inappropriate at times, but... I like him, but I also like Cat Williams too. I think he's hilarious. Oh, sure. There's one yeah. special he had, I think, back in the day that I still go back and watch on TikTok and YouTube because it's, it's absolutely hilarious. But um, yeah, I've I've seen Kevin Hart live. I've seen Seinfeld live. Um, there's a guy, a, a local Texas guy, I've seen like two or three times. Garcia is his last name. I forget. Mm-hmm. I want to say Jerry Garcia, but I know he's mm-hmm. a grateful dead, <laughs> not a comedian. <laughs> um, it, it, it's someone else, but he's hilarious. He's really funny. I've seen him at the LOL a couple of times, but yeah, I mean, if we're talking about grand, grand scheme of things, going back to the, 
pantheons, uh, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the comedic pantheon. Um, yeah, it would definitely be those three. It would be Eddie, it would be George Carlin, and it would be Louis C.K. Make sure to follow Danny on Twitter at Daddy uh, Danny Sanders, excuse me, uh, to give you Daddy, uh, well, Daddy just, Sanders is good too. That's that, that's fine if you want to call me that, Jeff. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, that's for that's for uh, a lockdown Spurs after dark though. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, Danny Sanders, Amy, to let him know uh, what do you think about his list. All right, let's dive into it. Uh, Going to catch up on the Spurs fan base and what they're thinking about right now. And obviously, I think one of the biggest things Spurs fans are talking about right now is the recent winning streak. You know, they go to the Warriors gym. They beat them. They beat Boston and San Antonio. They go to Portland. They do that. They, they just got the job done in the last, well, at least prior to the uh, loss to Phoenix Suns. But that leads to the big question. Is that, yay, they're winning, but, oh, no, those ping pong balls are lessening. Where where did Spurs fans fall on that spectrum? Were they cheering on, yeah, rack up the wins? Or were there some saying, whoa, 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 hold on here. What are we doing here? We got Bonchero and maybe Chet Holgram to think about. You know, um, I was thinking about that, too, uh, this past week. Because, yeah, whenever we beat Boston, that was a really good win. Then um, who do we beat after that? I mean, we're we're on a what a Washington. four or five game of winning streak. That's right, Washington. Yeah. We beat two quality teams there at home. Um, we ended up beating Golden State, which I mean, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. saw that coming. Yeah, uh, that was did. a really that that was definitely the win of the year, I think. Uh, whenever it comes to just uh, uh, grading out who we've beaten so far, but I think most Spurs fans, it's still pretty early in the season to where. Mm-hmm it's okay that we're kind of reeling off these wins because there's time for some losses. I mean, mm-hmm. um, even though I think right now we're uh, starting off a five game road, or I'm sorry, home, home, home streak stand. or yeah. five game home stand. Uh, I mean, rodeo road trips coming up in about a month and a half. I mean, I, I think, I think that, um, those people who are still holding out for a, a lottery pick, and I think that's probably uh, probably a little bit more than fifty percent. I, I would say sixty percent, sixty to seventy percent of the of Spurs Twitter, mm-hmm. they still want to have like, hey, I mean, that's fine. We can reel off a couple of wins, but let's kind of keep our eye on the prize and let's still get a, a top three lottery pick. Yeah. But you know, I I I think for the most part, it's just it's, it's like what we've talked about before. I mean, at the end of the day you play the game to win and you like to see your team win. You like to see your team win, especially those games that they're not expected to win. And I think that's really been the case. Uh, I think I, I, I saw a stat um, the other day saying that the Spurs, I mean, have, have been underdogs. I mean, the majority of the season with the exception, I think of maybe four or five games. Uh, I didn't realize we played Orlando that many mm-hmm. times, but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've, we've always been the, the, the underdog. And now we've, we've, I mean, what we've, we've rattled off to where, we won eight games now. Um, so, I mean, not nine, if you want to count the Knicks win, I'm, 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 I'm believing we're going right. to get the Knicks, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, you like to see the team win. And again, I mean, it's, it's still early enough to where, and then, you know what, what's really helped is this, the Rockets have been winning too. They have what, like, a, I think a mm-hmm. six game winning streak at this point. So yeah, they're, they're really our biggest competitor whenever it comes to um, ping pong. Yeah, lottery balls. odds. They've yeah. been winning too. So, that that's nice because as long as as long as the bottom feeders are winning too, um, I mean we go back to 1997, we didn't have the best odds to get number one, 
Uh, I think mm-hmm. what we're like second or third. We had the second or third worst record mm-hmm. in the league that year. The Celtics were favored right. to get it, and I think everyone thought they were going to get it, and they didn't. Uh, they ended up getting number three. Um, after us, it was New Jersey, and then I think the Celtics mm-hmm. ended up with uh, who did they draft? Did they draft Chauncey Billups. Billups. Chauncey yeah, Billups. Billups, right? Yeah. I thought it was Billups. Yeah, it was Billups. I think it went yeah, it went so, Duncan, Van Horn, and then Billups. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So. And then after that, I think it was uh, Antonio Daniels, right, with Vancouver. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we weren't favored back then to get the number one pick. So it's not like we have to get the number one, or it's not like we have to get the overall worst record in the league to get the number one pick. I think the league's kind of uh, improved the way that the that the drawing's done to where um, it it definitely doesn't favor those people that are or those teams that are intentionally mm-hmm. tanking. So I think we're good. I think we're still okay. And again, I mean, it's it's good to see these young guys win. Uh, you can tell, especially after that Golden State game, they were visibly excited. They were happy. Mm-hmm. They, they, they yeah, I seeing, thought they won the title, the way they were acting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were seeing the fruits of their labor. I was actually at that Boston game where it started off the streak. And it's funny because I watch a lot of the games with my boys to where there's some times whenever, like maybe two or three minutes, if it's going, if it's, if it's a seesaw battle, and they get down five or seven points, I'll be, you know, that's that's game, that's game. I mean, we're not going to win this game. And I did okay. that. I did that at that at that Boston game. I think with like six six or five minutes left, Boston took the lead. They, I mean, they they stormed back from like a 21 or 22 point deficit. And I was like, now nah, they're not going to win this game. And they they battled back. Dejounte had a I mean, humongous game, probably maybe the best game of his career up to that point. And uh, that, that kind of kicked off, kicked off the whole winning streak. So um, they've beaten good quality teams, and you can just tell that they're enjoying playing with each other, uh, finally kind of getting the, uh, the, the, the fetters off a little bit, and they're winning. So that's, that's always good to see. It, it, yeah. it keeps them around. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just important, mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help train your mind and become a champion version of yourself. Look, LeBron and Calm know what your mind is like. It's like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. LeBron sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. And he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I'm waking up ready for any challenge, unquote. So if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to nature scene, LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations that you can be uh, ready for any challenge that life throws your way. Hey, look, again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, 
They have the mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. And, and you know what is also good to see, and it kind of ties into them winning right now versus you know the draft, is, yeah, sure, okay, they're not going to have a river, river parade in San Antonio this summer. But, you know, if you wanted growth, and that's all Spurs fans wanted out of this team this year is just growth, well, they're getting it right now. You're seeing it with DeJounte. That's the obvious. But you're even seeing it from the from other players like Josh Primo. Little by little, he's getting more run on the varsity team rather than Austin. And he's paying dividends. Trey Jones is looking like a viable backup. Uh, Jakob Pertl, one more we have to say about his uh, uh, great season. Derek White finally is coming around. If, if it's about development, then yay, Spurs fans should be happy, right? They should, and it's funny because that last pod that we did, we actually mentioned Trey Jones, and I think up to that point he hadn't – I mean, he had been playing, but he hadn't been really playing too, too well. But, uh, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but I think from that time that we mentioned him, uh, his play has really uh, been on the uptick, and he's played really, really well. I think I want to say, what was that game? I think it was a game last week. Uh, it was either against the – Wizards or maybe the Warriors, but he, I mean, he, he, he really was aggressive, really, really aggressive. Um, and I think I even made the comment, I, I posted it after the game or during the game. Uh, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite players because he just has a steadiness about him whenever he comes in. He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make uh, too many mental errors, especially for his age. He runs the team well. You can tell, I mean, he's always looking to distribute and kind of set everybody up. But to the same end, I mean, he's he's really started to kind of look for his own shot. Um, maybe maybe not as much as uh, he should. I, I think maybe he should be a little bit more uh, greedy on that end, uh, especially wanting to kind of be more of an offensive threat to kind of open up the lanes for everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's played really, really well. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a big Primo supporter, uh, and he's, he's actually started to come around and get second quarter minutes. I think that Boston game, he came in the second quarter, uh, against the Suns, same thing. He came in and think at the end of the first quarter, early second quarter, got some minutes, and uh, he played really well. I mean, he, he he's he's played uh, well in the time that he's been given. Um, obviously, we hope Devin comes back because before he he went out on injury, he was playing extraordinary. Uh, it's always good to see him getting some national attention by having uh, some other national pods talking about how he's their favorite young player to watch. So um, the talent's there. The, the talent's there to getting it together and having them get on the same page and uh, really just kind of going to the grind. Yeah, and um, again, look, I, I get it. You know, th- this team definitely isn't, you know, championship ready at all, but it definitely has pieces that they can build on. You know, we're kind of past the – where we're at the quarter mark of the season already. I mean, it's already flying by. Uh, do you think Spurs fans, and you throw yourself in this as well, are still open to trading some of these guys. I mean, we'll use the trade deadline for this season. I mean, do you think this should go down that path? Uh, 
You know, should they? Probably. Uh, I think that would definitely accelerate things. Um, I think that there's definitely been uh, a gap whenever it comes to players that we had expect we had expectations for before the season to now to where like maybe they haven't lived up to the expectations we had for them, <laughs> Lonnie Walker. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it, it's there, there. There's pieces there that I think can be moved, but I think something that our 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 fan base is very known for, and it's probably all fan bases. But I mean, we 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 pay particular attention to Spurs Twitter. I think we tend to overvalue our our, our talent, um, maybe a little bit too much. Um, it, I I always revert back to this. Um, I think it was last year like last maybe February or March, um, who was it? It was, uh, what's that one guy that used to work for the Spurs? Now he works for you at free ESPN. Oh gosh. What's his name? He's an analytics guy. He he was with us for like two or three years. I'm, I'm totally brain oh, yeah. right now. Escaping, yeah. He, escaping my, my, my mind too. Yeah. So he was on a pod, I think with Rosillo, uh, and he was mentioning how, Hey, I mean, ultimately the Spurs are going to do what they're going to do as far as they're not going to, go to the trade market. They're not going to rely on having a big time free agent come. They're going to build to the draft. They're going to build to the draft and they're going to be patient, even though this is not really a patient man's game uh, all the time. I mean, we need to receive results. I mean, that's, that's fans want to see. That's what players want to see. And we see what happens whenever that doesn't happen. Uh, Players right away want to go and build super teams. But Mm -hmm. um, even though, yeah, I, I think, I think that, the rebuild would be accelerated if we were to possibly trade for, I mean, Hey, I mean, news has come out here recently that the Pacers are now, uh, open to trade discussions for, yeah. yeah, for Sabonis and for Turner and for maybe even Levert and those Boom, three right guys there. right there. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the, those are three studs. I mean, they would look great in black and silver. And, mm-hmm. um, we have a pretty big, uh, piece as far as, um, as far as cap space uh, with, mm-hmm. with, with Dad Young, um, I think the idea has been all along that he would be traded to contender. But um, if he can't be traded to contender, I mean, at least use him for, uh, for some cap space to move some other players uh, to, make the, to make the salaries work. That would be great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the majority of Spurs Twitter uh, is maybe, uh, I think, half and half. I mean, these guys are likable. I think we talked about that before. They they're, they're likable and they've built a certain chemistry, especially the guys who've been here for mm-hmm. three or four years. You don't ever want to see them go, but ultimately, again, I mean, this is about wins and losses at the end of the day. Business. And if we can accelerate that um, mm-hmm. and and can keep and keep the core players that we want to be able to have long term, like a Dejounte, like a Josh Primo, like a Keldon Johnson, like a Devin Vassell. Um, then yeah, if you can keep those guys and uh, get someone alongside them that um, can accelerate that rebuild, then you do it. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, bet online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. 
from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code Locked On. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for when I saw that report about the Pacers fire sale, my first guy, and I don't know, everybody jumped to Sabonis, was actually Turner. I was like, give me Turner. I think exactly oh, yeah. what Spurs need, you know, of those three guys, if you're looking at Sabonis, Turner, and Lavert. But uh, we're talking with Danny Sanders. He's a Spurs fan and repping the Spurs fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Just a couple more questions going to our next topic. And, you know, the, you know, they're, they're, they rack up that four-game win streak, right? And they're and even that loss, they look competitive. You know, t- taking one of the league's best, the Phoenix Suns, down to the wire. Um, but that's what it feels like this whole season has been. You know, there's only been maybe what two or three losses this year where they look like, like, like the record reflects. But do you think Spurs fans believe this team's record is not indicative of what they're capable of? Yeah, I think most of us think that because we look at the. Uh some of the numbers and we, we, we see like the point differential numbers. And I think I want to say that the point differential numbers are even better some of, than, than some of the playoff, the current playoff teams in the West, like the Lakers and the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, so it indicates that, yeah, even though our record may not reflect it and we're still somewhat well below 500 and currently not in the playoff picture, um, we're better than our, our record certainly indicates. And I think again, I mean, um, I want to make sure and mention him because he's been so important and vital to the team, and I've been a hater in the past, and I think I've already said that he's kind of really changed my mind, but Jakob Pertl has really come in this year and been a force. He really has. I think he's really worked on his game over the summer, and I think he really took to heart a lot of the things that the Spurs had him work on uh, over the off season, and he really is turning into uh, a big-time frontline player that, um, I mean, just a absolute monster on the defensive mm-hmm. end. I mean, any time that anyone comes in that lane, they have to be mindful of where Jakob is. And, I mean, he really anchors our defense. And the fact that he didn't have, that we didn't have him for, what, I think seven games, seven or eight games due to COVID, yeah. I mean, that, that really hurt us. That affected us, and that, that affected our play. And I think I want to say, did we go, like, two and six or one and six? Yeah, it was definitely time? I mean, below 500 for sure. It was not pretty at all, and I mean, I know where there was some gro- some 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 groaning during that, that during that period, and and some people were reminding us, hey, I mean, Jakob's not there, but uh, it's true. I mean, he he really does make a huge difference, uh, and let's face it, I mean, he also um, he also occupies a lot of space as far as minutes, and if that can be done while playing. Uh, another uh, bench player that Pop was uh, <laughs> was was playing uh, during that time, and that's great because uh, Eubanks, I mean, great guy, great cheerleader on the bench, but he just does not need to be on the floor in vital uh, crunch time minutes, and he was. And I think he was a really big gaping hole during that time. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think – the, the the proof has been in the pit the pudding ever since Pop mm-hmm. kind of changed his rotation a little bit and really minimized his playing time and from that um, we can see what the results are so yeah I mean to to, to answer your question as far as um, as far as just some of the, the the difference makers I think that's really been a, a very big difference maker is, is having Yaka back yeah 
uh, the Spurs definitely look like they're going to remain competitive at, at bare minimum the rest of the season. It might surprise a few uh, teams uh, as they get more experience and more chemistry. And again, again, that was the goal, wasn't it? Simply for these guys to get better, uh, and then hopefully they become a cohesive team. Little by little, Danny, we are seeing that. And speaking of this, going to tackle our next topic is that is more Ws. Every game they're going to get better. Every game they're going to learn a lesson. Do you expect this team? I mean, obviously, just by the law of averages, they're going to get more Ws. But do you think they'll get enough Ws to maybe knock on the play-in tournament door? Uh, you know, I I think we're still going to kind of maintain ourselves outside of that playoff that 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 play-in picture. Um, what I mean, it requires the the top ten teams. Top ten. Um, yeah, top so 10. I mean, it. I I think. I mean, if anything, we might be the number 11th team, right? And we might yeah. be outside of that 10th window by a few games. And, and how much how much do you think Spurs fans are going to be crying for them to make the play-in tournament if they're that close? You know exactly. it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that happened last year, too. It's like, And, again, I mean, it's like what we're saying at the very beginning of the season. Because I remember that happened last year where towards the end of the season, we kept on I, – I think we even – we were like the eighth seed for a while, and then we dipped down to the ninth seed. And, I mean, we didn't play great at the end of the year. I think we won like two or three games mm-hmm. the last ten games or so. And we kind of just backed into that tenth spot. And even though, like, it was a snowball chance in hell for us to do anything, I mean, yeah, we were still excited. We still wanted to see the team win. We still were like, hey, I mean, go Spurs, go. We're going to beat the Grizzlies. And I, I know I, I predicted we beat the Grizzlies. I think mm-hmm. we still could have. I was close. It was definitely wasn't a blowout. We had the lead, I think, the majority of the fourth quarter uh, up until Ja and, and Valanciunas kind of took over. Actually, you know who it was? It wasn't Ja. It was, what's his face? That really annoying guy. Uh, oh, not uh, Bane. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Brooks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brooks. I mean, Dylan Brooks, like, murdered us that game. He and Va- Valanciunas, it was like Shaq and Kobe, uh, the way they were playing. <laughs> against us that night but it was it was ridiculous but yeah i mean even even back then even though we knew that we weren't going to go anywhere we still wanted to hey we wanted to see a team win same thing as this year i mean yeah if we even start sniffing that 10th or 9th seed you're going to have a pretty large contingent be like hey you know what let's go ahead let's do it it's going to be invaluable experience for the young guys to make the playoffs or at least get in the play-in game we should do it and then you're going to have a very vocal minority or maybe majority Say no, no. Let's not even sniff. Right? Let's let's start to play Eubanks and let's start to play other guys that aren't good. That way we can start losing again and get a better draft pick. And I see both sides. I do. I mean, I I get it. I see both sides. But I think again, if we get in that predicament towards the end of the season, um, we really need to be careful because, yeah, as much as it's enjoyable for us to see the team win now, and I mean, you never really want to quote unquote tank and and, and and build that tanking or losing culture within the organization, we also still need to understand that this team isn't going to go anywhere long term without a young talent that comes in and becomes a superstar because this is a superstar, a superstar league now more than any time ever. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have any more old school Spurs teams or Detroit Pistons teams where we all play as a, a team one through ten and everyone, everyone's there, and there's not really an alpha necessarily, even though we had Tim. Um, I mean, at that point, Tim wasn't the Tim that we knew early on. 
But um, there's not any more of those types of teams. It's a superstar league. You have to have a Kevin Durant. You have to have a Giannis. You have to have a Luka. You have to have a LeBron um, to win in this league. And we don't have that as much as DeJounte's improved. And, I mean, he really has. Um, last night or the night before watching uh, him go against Chris Paul in that Suns game, he really, he really has shown his growth as far as being a go-to scorer and being dependable with that mid-range. And it's been impressive because you could tell he's really worked on it. But um, we need a superstar, and we're not going to get one by having someone come and sign with us. We're going to have to right. draft one. So we need someone like Banchero. And again, I'm not I'm not sold on Holmgren, but I like Jabari Smith. I think he's really impressive. But uh, those two guys, especially, is who I would be looking at and honing in on. Yeah, and, and the thing about it too is that you you make the play-in tournament. More than lucky, you're going to get what another twelve, number twelve, thirteen, fourteen around there, and you know, the Spurs don't need that. They need to vault themselves into, in my opinion, at least top six or six or above. Um, if they really want to find a quad, I mean, look, look how they're treating Primo. He's number 11 and, you know, yeah, he's exactly. just now starting to see a little bit of a spike in NBA minutes. You need somebody, a young kid that's going to come in and play immediately. And, um, you know, as much as I get, as you mentioned, you know, playing tournament, the valuable experience and, Hey, a successful season, you know, when many people counted them out, but got to think long-term. And I think the Spurs got to go down that path. We're talking with Danny Sanders. He is a Spurs fan right here on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. Follow him on Twitter at Danny Sanders 80. You look at this San Antonio Spurs team. We're talking about a lot of the young guys, the future. We have a little fun right now. So in the previous uh, Lockdown Spurs, Myself and the guests, we had a, a nice discussion. I want to get a fan's point of view on this. Is of the current makeup of the roster, Danny, which Spurs players are a safe jersey buy? In other words, you're going to get some long term <laughs> use out of that versus a one yeah. and done, like just like like a Thad Young. You know, you're not going to get yourself a Thad Young jersey because he's likely going to be a one and done or maybe get waived. Um, uh, you know, same thing with um, a. Uh, he debates Diop. Maybe you don't want to really invest in that. Who? Which? Which two jerseys would you get right now that you say you know what Spurs fans you're gonna you get a long term use out of these? This was exactly why I never got a DeRozan jersey because even though I mean he was quote unquote our star of the team. I mean no one no one thought that he was gonna be here longer than his contract was gonna gonna yeah. let him be here. So, uh, but yeah, this is a good one. I like this one um, for sure. Uh, I think the next one in queue for me to get is definitely Primo. I think he'll be here for the long mm-hmm. haul. Devin Vassell is a safe pick. Uh, I think he'll be here for long haul. And DeJounte. I think I think those three, those three specifically, I think are um, are 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 safe bets to 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 get their jersey or get their jerts because I think they're going to be here for some time. I think I, I've always kind of joked that the only I think the only circumstance in which DeJounte isn't here is if the NBA somehow moves a team to Seattle. I think he's oh, gone. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. But I think other than that scenario, I think he's here for the long haul. He seems to be pretty loyal. He seems to be pretty uh, entrenched in the culture. And then Devin and Primo, I think they're just right. one of those – there's two of those pieces, two of those young guys that I think the organization's really leaning on. Yeah. Interesting enough, you didn't mention Keldon. Why is that? You know, I was going to say that because, you know, I mean, I don't – I don't remember you mentioning this, but 
I wasn't crazy about that interview that came out last week. That was that one kind of just that one didn't smell right to me. That one smelled of hey, we we need to get our client out there, start to give him some space time because he hasn't had it yet, even though he was part of the Olympic team. But that mm-hmm. was definitely a clutch move, especially because it was with Shams, and I wasn't mm-hmm. crazy about it. Um, I think that there's some maybe backdoor machinations happening with that one because um, that one it my 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 spidey senses uh, sense some things coming out of that one to where right. I think I want to say if there's any young guy on the team now between the Dejounte Derek. Devin, Lonnie, Primo, uh, Primo yeah. Keldon, deal. I think he's the more likely to leave willingly because I, I just, and I think we mentioned it before over the summer because remember he talked about it over the summer how he loves San Antonio and he came from a small city mm-hmm. or small town, small like I think a, a, a agricultural city or, or, or town back in Virginia or somewhere. And I think we even mentioned like, hey, I mean, yeah, I mean to him like this seems like a big city. And it is. It's just not. It's not. It's not L.A. or Chicago or New York. But I think he has some people in his ear now that are kind of telling him, "Hey, I mean, you could be this or you could be that," and maybe starting to eat the cheese a little bit and maybe starting to believe that. And it's like, you know, I mean, that's fine. You're an NBA player. You're a young guy. You have some money. You have some clout. But um, yeah, I I just didn't. I wasn't crazy about that interview. You you know, one one thing that. Um, stuck out for me. I think he spoke with the media uh, when he made the moves from um, FSM to uh, Clutch. Uh, he was asked, like, well, why did you make the move? He goes, like, because my star is on the rise. I said, yeah. Okay, I get that. You know, uh, I understand yeah. that. Uh, yes, you definitely have a rising star, but see, with FSM, they kept them local. They really, really pushed them into being a homegrown type of player. I'm interested to see what Clutch is going to do with that, because you know, Keldon has a variety of local, um, you know, uh, sponsorships, if you will, or a face of the businesses. When, when those when those expire, there's an auto body shop. He reps. Uh, when that expires, he's going to stay with that. Um, I mean, HEB, HEB is a big one. HEB is a big one. Yeah. I know he always shows up at that shoe place. I forget what the, what the shoe place is. I mean, think about now. it. DeJounte Murray's with Clutch, and he has not been in an HEB commercial. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He, he's been New Balance. That's kind of the extent of what yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. Lonnie is yeah, clutch, but I mean, Lonnie is not really, I mean, it's funny because I thought that out of anyone that he would be part of the new HEB crew and he wasn't. Um, and maybe that's kind of a sign too, but um, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, look, look at all the mate, look at the, I mean, Pertle, I mean, he's not with, I mean, not with the big name agency, you know, um, Kelton at that time was with FSM, a local uh, sports agency. Uh, same thing with Derek. Derek is not with the clutch. Look who's with clutch, Lonnie and and DeJounte, and you rarely see them in local commercials. Unless, unless, I'm, sca- know, unless I'm escaping one. Unless there's one that maybe slipped me, my mind. Give me those days where we saw Gary Neal and Tiago Ford in the back of a truck oh, on the north side for commercials. Give give me those days. Give me those Boban, days where remember that? I saw I saw Bobon. You know what? I'm going to go back even further. Give me those days where we saw Sean Elliott in the Taco Cabana commercial oh, sure. or Terry Cummings talking about um, laying it all on the line with the, with the, with the <laughs> commercial. That's what I want to see that. I want to see those commercials where, I mean, yeah, they kept it local. Um, that's, that's what I miss now. I mean, it's all about, you know, 
who's seen what, I mean, yeah. how is this going to affect my long-term uh, goals and whatever? And I get it. I mean, again, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, they're young guys. I mean, and they're, they're coming into a lot of money and they've worked hard for it. And I, I get it, but it's like the same end. These are the Spurs, dang it. And I mean, we want to see the Spurs uh, 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 pull for our local businesses. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think I would give myself a DeJounte for sure. Primo Vassell. And I, for right now, I throw in KJ just for now. I mean, he's like of the, he's the loosest one I'm, I'm leery about. But doesn't American Express have like um, Jersey insurance? So I definitely want to get some Jersey insurance uh, ASAP. <laughs> do they? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, wow. they do. If you if you Google American Express Jersey insurance, supposedly if you buy with their card, you're allowed to trade in your Jersey if your favorite player gets uh, dealt. So. Oh. Yeah, interesting, huh? Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you, especially you Spurs fans. This is all about you right now. This episode of with this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the W's the Spurs are racking up? Is that okay with you, or you still want those L's to pile up so the ping pong balls pile up? And also, what do you think about the Spurs moving forward? Will they rack up enough W's to maybe, just maybe, knock on the play-in door? Are you pro or anti-play-in? And uh, what are your uh, jerseys you want to get right now from the current roster? You can let Danny know. Uh, Danny, tell them how they can reach out to you. At Danny Sanders 80, I'm always available there. You know what? I've been very pensive this week with Christmas coming up, even though the weather doesn't feel like it right now. Uh, listening to some good Christmas music. Drop me, drop me one of your favorite Christmas songs. That would be that would be nice because um, I'm stuck on all the Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole songs uh, of yesteryear. So, if there's any new Christmas songs you want to drop for me, go ahead and let me know. Yeah, let them know on Twitter at Danny Sanders eighty. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. We always thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. Now, look, um, yesterday the Spurs played the Knicks, so go check out Locked On Knicks see what they have to say about last night's game so for danny christmas spirit sanders i am jeff garcia we're gonna put a lock on this episode of locked on spurs